it's getting crazy out here, guys. There's some big things happening right now to Bitcoin that could make the place absolutely go insane in 2024. Some crazy data coming in from the Bitcoin ETFs, the new Bitcoin ETFs that are probably coming and have very bullish implications for the market, as well as everything else going on, of course, in crypto right now. Big things are happening. It's very exciting. Bitcoin has this real chance to just break the market essentially in 2024. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. It's been pretty wild in the markets recently. Of course, so much going on. It's hard to keep up with. Today, I want to dive a little bit into this topic on the Bitcoin ETF, upcoming Bitcoin ETFs, why they're so important for the market, where we are in the cycle. And also take a minute to talk about some trending coins and stuff like that too. Big shout out as well to iTrust for sponsoring today's live stream. More on that in a few minutes. So let's dive straight in. And as always, guys, save those burning questions till the second half of the conversation. I'll answer be answering them then for you. So the price of Bitcoin, our favorite topic. Bitcoin, Right now, still still hanging out over 40K, man. We're still hanging on by a thread here, which is good, which is good. The total correction up to this point from the recent high, we've already come down a total of 15%. Now, it is worth keeping in mind that deeper corrections are not unheard of. In fact, throughout a bull market, Bitcoin can have multiple major corrections of 20 25, even sometimes 30 freaking percent. Some people are already saying, hey, we're going to go all the way back down to 32K in the coming months before the Bitcoin halving. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. But I think the next logical area, if we get further correction, would be the bull market support band, which is right around 38K at the moment. That would be an interesting area to watch, interesting area of price support at the moment. The overall trend line is continuing up, but that can get sliced through real quick. So that's worth keeping in mind there, right? Don't forget that trend lines are meant to be broken as well as they're meant to be retested, all that kind of stuff. But this was a very major area. I think down here on 38K would be a very, very important area for Bitcoin. But hey, we'll see what happens because we do have a lot of bullish stuff going on. You got to balance it out with the sort of the whales that have been taking profits and the miners that have been taking profits, the grayscale Bitcoin outflowing. And there's something I got to tell you about that because it's very, very interesting. More on that in just a second. But you balance all this stuff out. Everything gets washed out eventually. All the selling pressure gets washed out. And then what are we, are we left with? We're left with all these inflows for the Bitcoin ETFs, the new Bitcoin ETF products coming, the Bitcoin having coming, rate cuts coming, all the other stuff coming. Very exciting times. Very, very exciting times indeed. So let's take a look at this. Eric Balkunis. He says, when will the bleeding stop? I don't know. This is some serious daily outflows for the nine to have to battle every single day. Now, this is about the grayscale Bitcoin. We can see here, these are the outflows for the grayscale Bitcoin. Huge outflows so far. Massive amounts of Bitcoin are leaving grayscale. And... Largely going into other funds because Grayscale charges 1.5% per year. Other funds charge like 0.2% or they're waiving fees for the first 5 billion in Bitcoin, different stuff like this. So staying in Grayscale is a pretty bad proposition with the high fees. 
Grayscale, of course, right now trying to extract as much rent as possible while they can before everybody just runs away. I mean, it seems like a dumb decision if you ask me. Why isn't Grayscale just say, hey, we're going to charge competitive market rates and everyone's going to keep their Bitcoin with us? Come on, Grayscale. Use your brains, man. Instead, they'd prefer everybody to go everywhere else and to stop using Grayscale Bitcoin ETF products. Okay, Grayscale. Good times, guys. Good times. Now, this, of course, is a big deal because we've seen huge amounts of Bitcoin flooding out from Grayscale. But, but something very interesting going on here because while this is certainly worth talking about, worth keeping an eye on, so far, as Eric Balkunis, our uh, you know, favorite ETF nerd here, points out, well, it's being absorbed. And this is the interesting thing. So according to Eric Balkunis, so far, we have seen $1.1 billion more than Grayscale Bitcoin has lost in six days of trading. So total inflows, $3.9 billion. Total outflows from Grayscale, $2.8 billion. So let me translate that for you. Very simply, here's what you need to know. Right now, the rest of the market is buying more Bitcoin and Grayscale is selling on the market. And of course, a lot of that is flowing into these other places. So at $2.8 billion from Grayscale, a lot of that's gone into the other products. But aside from all the Grayscale money moving back and forth and causing all sorts of panic in the markets, we've had more than a billion dollars in fresh cash come into the market. Now you got to keep in mind too with some of that Grayscale outflows. This more than $1 billion in cash is a big deal. It's going to be a bit bigger than that in terms of fresh cash because some of that GBTC, some of that grayscale money will be taking profits and exiting. What percentage? We don't know for certain. We just know that grayscale sends giant, giant clips of like 10,000 Bitcoin at a time over to Coinbase, at which point they're either sold, causing some sell pressure, or absorbed basically by the other ETF providers when they come in to buy. So the whole grayscale thing, up until this point has been a bit of an overblown story. Now, look, again, we've as we discussed in great detail, we've had miners selling. We've had other players, big whales coming out and taking profit. We had that guy who sold his 100,000 Bitcoin for basically break-even. I mean, he made $100 million on it or something. And, you know, not a big profit considering the total size of the Bitcoin bag. But still, we have this kind of sell pressure that's been happening recently, okay? So that's worth worth noting, worth keeping in mind here. Obviously, an important part of the story. But Grayscale, bit of a nothing burger currently. Now, what we need to see is for sustained, continual inflows into these spot Bitcoin ETF products that can continue to outpace the outflows from Grayscale. Because if we start seeing buying pressure slow down, and hey, we're more than a week in, Still, people are showing up and buying. That's good. But if those buying pressures slow down for spot Bitcoin with Fidelity and BlackRock and other players, and the outflows from Grayscale continue at the pace they have been, then that's when you can start running into trouble. Again, we'll see how it goes, but that's the main thing to be watching out for right now. Check this out too. Uh, Bitcoin ETFs excluding GBTC are adding roughly 13,000 Bitcoin to their holdings per day. So we're seeing, again, big amounts of money coming into the Bitcoin market. If that money can continue coming, watch out, man, because it'll get crazy without a doubt.
but we need the money to keep coming in. So far, I don't see any indication why the money would stop coming in. The sales teams are going to start picking up. Uh, the TV ads are coming out already, all that kind of stuff. Okay, quick word from today's sponsor, which is I Trust Capital. So look, if you are trading your crypto coins, then you can do so tax efficiently using iTrust. You can put this actually in an IRA, a retirement account. And you can trade all kinds of great crypto coins. They got Bitcoin, they got Ethereum, all kinds of fun altcoins from Axie Infinity, Basic Attention Token, Curve, Dogecoin. You can trade your Dogecoin, man, tax-free in your IRA with iTrust, lowest fees in the crypto IRA space, leader of basically every metric in terms of assets under management, total transaction. Of course, they just trashed over $8 billion in total transaction volume. They can get a special $100 funding bonus when using the link in the description of this video. So check that out. You can also do physical gold and physical silver over here on iTrust Capital. I mean, this is a great product because you can basically trade like a thousand times if you want to. And you're never going to have a taxable event because you have wrapped all your trades within this tax-efficient retirement account. Which, if you've had to pay taxes in crypto, you know that sucks. <laughs> so, hey, if you can find ways to lower your taxes, by all means, it's a great, great thing. And now I know what you're going to think. Well, why don't I just go buy a Bitcoin ETF? Well, that's always an option for you. And some people are going to obviously take that option, but with iTrust Capital, you can actually have a crypto native experience because look, crypto is 365 days a year, 24 seven Bitcoin ETFs trade during business hours, Monday to Friday, excluding public holidays. So if you need to make a move in the market, if you need to take profits on something really quickly, buy the dip really quickly, Bitcoin ETFs not going to offer you that. Plus, of course, it's only Bitcoin. What are all the other cryptocurrencies you might want to be trading? So Check it out. Link in the description. Again, you get the $100 funding bonus. And thank you again to iTrust for sponsoring today's live stream. So, so, okay, here's the big news. Here's the big news, guys. Look, the Bitcoin ETFs have damn big deal. We're all very, very excited about the Bitcoin ETF. And we're already seeing more money coming into the Bitcoin ETF than is exiting from Grayscale. And that was always one of my concerns, like how much Grayscale money is going to exit the Grayscale Trust and will there be enough money to absorb that? The answer is yes, so far. But that's just the start of the story because we have two major stories that could add a whole nother dynamic to cash flows into Bitcoin in 2024. So this one, the Office of the President of South Korea urges the country's Financial Services Commission to reconsider the possibility of approving a local spot Bitcoin ETF. Now, what I need you to understand, if you do not know about South Korea, South Korea is a wild crypto market. These guys are like nuts for cryptocurrency in South Korea. There's even been frequently something called the kimchi premium, which basically means that prices have pumped higher because of the way South Korean markets are structured, the very insular and the way the exchanges operate there. So prices can trade higher in South Korean markets than in international markets. People have been running arbitrage on that for years. But South Korea is a crypto crazy country. And bring, and of course, one of the world's biggest economies. And so bringing them a spot Bitcoin ETF could be a very, very popular product in South Korea. Now, look, that's not going to bring in the kind of cash flows that the U.S. markets are going to. Okay, it's not. But if we have another buyer come in South Korea and we have just a couple billion flow in from South Korea, let's say a billion a year for the next three years, that's another three billion 
Okay, and that's a very conservative estimate. The money that could be leveraged by uh, South Koreans if they get a spot Bitcoin ETF approved. Let's just say very conservatively, three billion dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. On top of everything else, remember Brazil's got spot Bitcoin ETFs, Canada's got spot Bitcoin ETFs, Europe has all kinds of spot Bitcoin ETP products. U.S. markets, obviously a big deal, but these East Asian markets should absolutely not be played down by any means because East Asia, Japan, South Korea, and China, those three countries, some of the biggest demand in the world for crypto comes from that little triangle of country area right there. And yeah, China has not left the crypto game. Don't believe what you hear in the media. China remains one of the biggest and most vibrant crypto markets in spite of crypto crackdowns by the government. Now look, South Korea, big deal, very exciting. And then there's this. Hong Kong-based financial services company VentureSmart Financial Holdings Limited to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF Q1 this year. Hong Kong regulators have already said, yeah, we're, we're here, we're ready. Somebody please come and apply for a spot Bitcoin ETF because we want to approve it. That's the message from Hong Kong regulators. I mean, compare that to America where they denied for like a decade and then they finally only did it because they lost in court. Whereas Hong Kong regulators are saying, we're ready. Who wants to do a Bitcoin ETF? Come on over here. Anyway, these guys are saying they want to have a half a billion dollars in assets under management in Bitcoin by the end of the year. So look, not crazy numbers, right? Half a billion dollars, grand scheme of things, that's half of what's flowed into just those inflows, excluding grayscale Bitcoin again in the U.S. in the first week of trading, okay? So keep the numbers in mind. But this is just one financial services company. What happens when one of the big banks in Hong Kong go for a Bitcoin ETF product? And you might say, well, it's just Hong Kong. It's just one little city state, Lark. What the heck, man? Why is that a big deal? Because Hong Kong is how mainland China money is going to get into Bitcoin legally. It'll be big. This could be, again, let's go super conservative and just say it's going to drive just, you know, a billion dollars a year or something between here and 2030 or whatever, which is probably way, way too low. It's probably going to be multiple billions. Again, not as big as U.S. capital markets, so we have to keep that in mind. But let's just say, yeah, okay, it's going to drive a billion a year. Well, that's another $6 billion by between here and 2030. That's a lot of Bitcoin. And there's not a lot of Bitcoin on exchanges. The Bitcoin halving is happening in a few months. Another Bitcoin halving is going to happen in 28, 2028. There's not enough Bitcoin to go around for all these ETF products launching, for all the demand that's starting to come. Of course, a lot of people in East Asia just buying spot Bitcoin. We've covered the stories before, and I've always thought they're very interesting about the guys who come from the mainland with a suitcase full of cash, basically, and buy at a brick-and-mortar store in Hong Kong, Bitcoin, and then they walk back across the border, got their private keys, or they already sent it to their address, and then they you know, sell it in a back alley, basically, in China. Now, that's been happening for a while, and all different variations of crazy trading. Of course, people can still get exchange access and stuff in China, in spite of the official crackdowns, but look... Chinese money wants Bitcoin. Korean money wants Bitcoin. Japanese money wants Bitcoin. In fact, Japan's been one of the biggest crypto markets forever, basically. No news, of course, on an ETF product out of Japan, but maybe when Korea and China both launch theirs, Japan's going to look and go, crap, we need to catch up here, and they'll launch one too. Don't fade East Asian crypto degeneracy, guys. 
Come on, come on. Those guys know how to party. So I love it. I love it. So very, very cool stuff. I think this is really big for the entire crypto markets. I want to share this uh, chart with you as well. I saw MM Crypto share this. Just zoom in here for you. So this is Bitcoin relative unrealized losses. So you can see where we are at in terms of the market structure right now, where we've had our period of max loss. It was big. It was brutal. 2022 was a fun year if you were around here. And now what happens? We are seeing it come back down. And when it comes back down, historically, what have we seen happen? We've seen huge rallies start to play out as, of course, Bitcoin gains profit and those unrealized losses turn into unrealized gains. So where are we at market structure-wise? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Look at this. We are looking at like we're starting a new period of big gains in the market. Cool. Very, very cool. Hey, another big catalyst for this year. I know the East Asia story is big if they really do do their ETFs, which looks like Hong Kong is definitely going to Korea. Let's see. But this has a massive potential of being a big crypto catalyst this year. And that is the Coinbase versus SEC story. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but they've got a 70% chance, according to people who basically study this stuff and work in this space the entire, you know, their whole time sort of thing. Uh, James Seifert, ETF analyst at Bloomberg pointing to his colleague, Elliot, senior litigation analyst, saying that Coinbase has a 70% chance at victory over the SEC, which is pretty crazy. Said Elliot went into the courtroom thinking of a partial dismissal was likely and left thinking the full dismissal was his base case. Which, again, I am far from being a legal scholar by any means, right? But from what I have read, from the commentary that I've read on the Coinbase versus SEC case, they're going to get smashed down in court again, majorly. Because they have no legs to stand on. They got nothing to stand on here, guys. SEC, just like they got smacked down by Grayscale, just like they got smacked down by Ripple, are going to get smacked down by Coinbase because they're acting capriciously, maliciously. What they're trying to pull off, it's just getting rejected. The early comments by this judge were just like, what is this crap? Why am I having to deal with this? to the SEC is what they were saying, whereas Coinbase actually presented a good case. So make no mistake, when Coinbase wins that case, that's a very bullish catalyst for the cryptocurrency industry. Again, removing one of those major sort of like, what if things, and maybe the SEC comes back and appeals and it kicks everything a few years down the, the road. Sure, maybe. But here's the deal. When they win that case, it gives all these other major cryptocurrencies that were listed as securities in the Coinbase case basically a victory as well. Plus, it means that Coinbase is going to go soaring because it's got a lot less legal problems then. And so a lot of the legal issues in U.S. markets will have been resolved by judges with the SEC then maybe actually being able to have time to do something useful. They're probably not going to do that, but in theory, they would be able to go out and do some real work instead of just harassing everybody trying to do legitimate business. Hey, real quick too, I just want to talk I know we're talking about Bitcoin. We talk about Bitcoin frequently. I'm trying to do some more altcoin content for you guys. I hope you appreciate that. I dropped an absolute fire guide on how to find 100x altcoins the other day. Go and watch that. Great video. High value video. I dropped a great video on, you know, what the billionaire VCs are buying. Very interesting to see where they're investing their money. The upcoming coins. It'll be the upcoming narratives. The upcoming hot things. Of course, some of those are airdrops. All the rest of the stuff. Right, guys? But... 
look at some of the top trending coins recently. A lot of new names on the list. A lot of meme coins on the list. I just want to highlight a few of these here real quick. Of course, Celestia in here at number three. That has been very big recently. Absolutely crazy. I'm wondering personally if we're going to see Manta pull out a similar thing. Now, look, Manta, obviously, it's a different proposition. Celestia is this data availability layer, right? Whereas Manta is a layer to using that with all kinds of other cool features built on top of it. Okay, so that's very interesting. But I wonder if Manta's going to have this kind of nice trending run. Thinking about buying some more. I got a good airdrop, but I'm thinking about buying some more. We'll see. We have other stuff, new listings like Magic Square, which is the number six trending coin. Pretty impressive considering how low the market cap is on that one. Um, just a, a real quick note, by the way, guys. Obviously, I own some of the cryptocurrencies that we discuss. Obviously, Bitcoin, but also some of the other altcoins and stuff we discuss. In the videos, if you want to see my full portfolio disclosures, full risk disclosures, any of that kind of stuff, link down below in the description. Okay, you can check that out there. Uh, Sui as well. Sui's been getting a lot of interest, say. I mean, these are the new narratives. That's what we're talking about here. These are the new narratives, right? These are the new things everyone's paying attention to. This is the new things that people want to ape their money into. These new hot blockchains, Celestia, Sui, say. New hot uh, applications, right? Magic Square, the Pith Network. We got that airdrop. Remember that airdrop worth thousands of dollars? Now we're going to start getting airdrops probably as well. Okay, very nice. Very, very nice. Metis Layer 2 also getting some attention. Injective, Solana, all these sort of alternative Layer 1s. But a lot of meme coins here on the list too. Dog with hat. Dog with hat, man. WTF, that thing's up like hundreds of, or actually like 20,000% in the past two months. Crypto, man. Crypto. A lot of their meme coins on here too, of course, according, including the actual one just named meme coin. That was that was smart. Just name one meme coin. Go ahead, bonk and all the rest of the stuff. It's an interesting time in the markets. We're seeing major layer one blockchains, great technology, really trending. We're seeing a few gaming coins in here as well. A lot of meme coins, a lot of a lot of attention coming back into a very speculative part of the market. And it's a very weird time because the Bitcoin halvings coming up. We're seeing like, you know, quality stuff trending, Celestia and whatever else, right? And then we have all these meme coins, which a lot of money is being made on these things. A lot of new investors are coming in. They're playing with stuff. A lot of OG investors are playing with this stuff too. Very fascinating. How big will some of these meme coins go? I have no idea, but it's definitely something pretty cool to see in the market that people are getting so excited again about crypto. Because in order for meme coins to pump, you have to have people who are actually excited about it, want to participate in the culture, and want to screw around, and want to have fun, and want to you know, gamble with their money on meme coins. I think it's an overall encouraging sign, although you know meme coins pumping too much can definitely mark local tops in the market and all that sort of stuff. But hey, just because a few of them are in the top 30 doesn't mean that they're the most... You know, they're not in the top three, let's say.